Hello everybody, this is Pastor Phil, Full of Life Ministries. Excited to be with you all once again. Looking forward to sharing with you an, an encouraging message of hope. And I hope that you're praying. I hope that you're praying for me. <laughs> because people of God, I can use all of your prayers. Please, please continue to pray for me. I definitely need your prayers. Listen, listen, people of God, this is the fall season and a lot has happened this year. And I know that there is a lot of planning going on for the holidays. You guys know Thanksgiving, Christmas, and finally New Year's Day. And I'm sure that this year will be somewhat, somewhat different than any of the previous years. I know most of the stores right now, Right now, as I speak, are setting up their usual special sales because they are trying to coax you into making these huge purchases. And I understand why it's important to celebrate certain times of the year because you are grateful for the life that the Lord has granted unto you. But listen, I want to encourage our listeners right now. The importance of taking out time. To give the Lord thanks for bringing us through this challenging time of our lives. Listen, I know the pressures are still lurking and I don't want you to disappoint anyone. But the reality is this. It's not it's not about buying things. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the wallet. It's not about the watch. It's not about buying the Christmas trees and the ornaments. It's not about any of those things. It's about understanding the moment. I remember this person, and I, I can't remember their name, but they were saying that most of the time, people don't always remember all of the things that you bought them for those special occasions. What they remember mostly is what kind of message that you convey to them about life. What is what, and that's what most people remember. With that being said, let us remember to spend quality time with God and spend quality time with everyone who has impacted your life. It goes a long way just to pick up the phone and say, I love you. I love you. Or text that person and say, I love you. Thinking about you. Since we can't hug because of COVID, we can make some we can make up some creative ways to show our loved ones, our friends, our husband, our wife, our neighbors, everybody that we know how much they mean to us. And this, my friends, is called worship. Okay? All right, let's get into tonight or today's episode, because timing is of the essence. God has always perfect timing. Have you ever had a moment where you were going to meet somebody and you had set up a time for you guys to meet, but you had to had some errands that you had to run and and they did too, so both of you agreed to meet up at a certain time. And, and listen, and when you both, both of you guys pulled up at the same time, 
you said that was perfect timing. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember a time when I was supposed to meet up with my wife for lunch. And listen, people, God, I was I was late. <laughs> I mean, real, real late. And of course, I messed up. Because I did not manage my time too good. <laughs> so, fellas, listen. Dates with your wife? Listen, get that timing right. <laughs> get that timing right. <laughs> so, with that being said, the Lord has impressed upon me the need to speak to his people about this new day. And the day that he was talking about is we as, as a society have to begin addressing the the um the elephant in the room we know we now know who our president here in the united states is going to be president elect joe biden and vice president elect kamala harris probably didn't say it right kamala kamala harris have uh won the presidential election and now we can ascertain that there will be Changes that are going to take place moving forward in the year of 2021. They are moving into their new home for the next four years. And all of their family members will now experience a different way of living where it will require dealing with secret service, secret service members constantly walking around their new home. Senators, lawmakers, reporters, and the like will frequent their residence daily, looking for answers, asking questions, standing on their lawn with microphone in hand, giving interviews. I mean, everything is changing for our new leaders. Think about having the best chefs and the best doctors on the premises. Think about all of the beautiful paintings that are in the White House that have been in that building for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I'm not sure that they even have a say on what furniture that they can have in the White House. Can you imagine not having a say on what they want for our new leaders? Our new leaders, it's not about the external look of the building or the White House, nor is it about the internal look of the building. That really matters to them. It's about their purpose for being there. It's about their service, about inspiring others to achieve their dreams. It's about fixing our economy. It's about giving individuals hope for a better day and a brighter future. And it's about what's really in that White House. Excellence. But is it really? The Lord allowed me to see how important your house should be to everybody. You see, people of God, a house should represent who you are. I want to say that one more time. A house should represent who you are. 
A house should be felt and not seen. A presence should radiate when anyone walks into your house. I believe that people can sense when a house has warmth and when a house is cold and drabby, tenseless. Houses are made with love. And sometimes when the house needs to be renovated, you have to make changes. And you have to admit that there are times when you've made those changes that you now appreciate your house more because it reflects a newness that's been missing and you have you now have uh, satisfaction because you decided to do something about it. Obviously, you can't move every time you get tired of your house. It's not practical to move just because you don't like something. Look at what needs repairing, what needs to be removed. See what's out there that can change the appearance of your house. And this has nothing to do with a physical house. This people of God has Everything to do with your spiritual house. And so tonight, our episode is entitled, My New Home. My New Home. Your heart is the most important thing to God. He recognizes his need to remind you that what you store inside of your heart can create buildups hang-ups that will cause you to lose value of yourself. And these issues, these living conditions that we're living in, have the potential of you moving people out of your life that should be able to visit your house. And this includes the Lord. Have you ever had a time where your house was not up to your expectations or standards? This is your physical house I'm talking about. You are embarrassed because of the condition of your house and you didn't want anybody coming over unannounced. It's the same way spiritually. There is so much junk that has built up over a course of time that you're not so proud of who you have become. You're bitter. You're full of envy full of jealousy, full of anger, full of pride. Your house is cluttered and you are tripping over your lies and deceit. You have messes all throughout your house and it's hard to find a clean place in your house. You know, I tell my youngest son, your room reflects a certain extent of you. You want every to see your external, but your reality does not line up with what should be true about you. And so the Lord has, it, it, the Lord is concerned about your house, where he wants to dwell in your house. Maybe you have no space, but the Lord deserves to dwell in your house. You ask me this question, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, of course. Why is your house so important to God and why should it be important to me? 
Well, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled My New Home. Hi, I'm Christopher, and I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries podcast. And today I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate, you definitely can. You can donate either using Cash App or PayPal or Venmo. Our Cash App is dollar sign full of life SD, and you can donate with PayPal and Venmo by scanning the QR code that you can see on the Instagram account at Phil Gale Howard. The money will be used to help those who are less fortunate, like those negatively impacted by COVID. We would like to thank anyone who has donated. So far, your contributions have helped those negatively impacted by the tragedy that happened in Lebanon. Anyways, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, we are back. And so let's answer this this question. Why is your house important to God and should be important to you? Well, the answer to this question is real simple. Real plain, your health matters. It matters to the Lord of your spiritual and your physical help. I believe that when you are healthy spiritually, your physical health in most instances will follow. I want to say that one more time. When you are healthy spiritually so, your physical health in most cases, I'll put a little disclaimer there, <laughs> will follow. And God looks at things differently than how people look at things. There's a scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. It may be a very familiar passage to, to some of our listeners, or it may be new to you. And this comes from the new message translation. I'm thinking I'm starting to like the new message translation, but um, I'm usually ESV, but the, the message really makes it really clear. So I like that as well. So most of these scriptures that I'm going to be reading to you tonight is coming from the message translation. So if you got your Bible apps or your laptops, First Samuel 16 and 7. And in this scripture, we we read of the Lord on what he views a beautiful person or a nice home, a nice person, a beautiful individual. His word says it like this. But God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I've already eliminated him. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face. God looks into the heart. So let's deal with this term, this term looks and the term looks and stature. You see, in our world that we live in, we have learned the hard way. Valuable lessons concerning looks and stature. People have been taken advantage of because they knew that people would be willing to lose their value of their own house just because they were told that if I can have this, I'd be truly blessed. People dress up the outside of the physical house and leave the inside of their house in rubbles 
simply for appearance sake. We are deceived when we believe that there's significance to the exterior. When God looks at you, he knows the real you. When God looks at you, he knows you better than you know yourself. When God looks intently at you, he knows you and he knows the real you. And he knows what you are lacking. I love this part of this verse because it talks to people who are not ready to fix up their spiritual house just yet. He says, I've already eliminated him. He, now, listen, listen, he's not saying that he's getting rid of that house, but because individuals believe that they can handle their affairs concerning their house without God. He has to look for those who really want internal change. Internal change. It's a powerful scripture. Looks aren't everything. God judges persons differently than humans do. Isn't it nice to know that God does not look the way we look? He doesn't look at people the way we look at people. Isn't it a wonderful thing to know that God cares so much about our internal house? He looks deep into our heart, to the crevices of our heart, and he knows what things that are out of place he wants for you to have eternal, internal change. Saul turned out to be a real disappointment to Samuel, for his heart was not pure before the Lord. And Samuel had to hear it from the Lord, what the real house looks like. You see, people of God, God can see things about you that no one else can see. Deep things. Hidden things, small things, large things. It doesn't matter the size. You know those inner thoughts and desires that your family and friends have no idea are even floating around in your heart and mind. And to begin working on your new home, there are some things that you have to do to change the living conditions of your house. And make it a, a, a beautiful abode where God's glory will shine brightly for all to see. It's important to understand, people of God, that your new home that you have to understand, that you have to address, has to do with those hidden things, those deep things, those things that you've kind of buried and put under your bed because you don't want anybody to even recognize that this is the real you. I'm reminded of my wife uh, just a few days ago. She decided to, to go up under the bed and vacuum all of the dust that had built up over months and years that was never touched. Because, you know, we make up the bed on a regular basis and, it, and the room appears to look clean. But if we deeply look at what was under the bed, we recognized that there was layers and layers of dust that had accumulated from just nowhere. Out of, the, out of nowhere, it was underneath our bed. And after she vacuumed and cleaned and, and took all the 
disinfected and sprayed and, and wiped everything down. The room had a new aroma to the room because she knew that there was more cleaning to do, that the home needed to be refreshed. So you have to understand God's glory wants to shine brightly. And, and God is addressing all of us tonight on this particular podcast that he's saying to us, to mankind, for everyone who's listening under the sound of my voice, that God wants his glory to shine brightly for not just for yourself, but for all people to see the greatness of God. So in order for your new home to be to the standards that God has in your life, you must first, number one, confess. You must confess. There's a saying, confession is good for the soul. <laughs> you have to confess. You have to admit that this mess that you're in right now, you can't hide it anymore. It's growing in leaps and bounds. And if you don't address it now, when will you address it? You have to confess. You have to admit that you, uh, you're the one who allowed all of that in into your home, into your, to your house, into your inner person, into your inner being. You have to confess. In 1 John, the first chapter, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 9, that's 1 John, the first chapter, verse 9. It says it like this. If we admit our sins... Make a clean breast of them. He won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. He'll forgive our sins and purge us of all wrongdoing. If we claim that we've never sinned, we out and out contradict God. Make a liar out of him. A claim like that only shows off our ignorance of God. Sins are an accumulation of areas of our lives that have significantly reduced our effectiveness in life. When we confess our sins, when we confess our sins, we are taking responsibility for the condition of our house. We cannot keep making excuses for our home looking the way that it does. The key here is our home doesn't really belong to us. I'm going to say that one more time. This house, our lives, our souls doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. And we are occupants that are required to uphold these living conditions and standards. We have a contract with God to the best of our ability to live and treat our home with the utmost care. So when you're lying, when you're being deceitful, when you're being dishonest, when you are stealing and robbing, when you are manipulative, when you show anger towards somebody, when you physically harm somebody, when you do these things, you have to understand 
You're not treating your home with the utmost care. It's also important to note that he will purge us. That's the good news. God will purge us of all wrongdoing. God will send it. He, he will send a purging company and he will remove everything that does not belong in your home. I love the fact when you can just call somebody up and just say, hey, can you get rid of all this trash? And they come in. It's, an, it's very expensive, but it's well worth it sometimes when you just can't do all of that heavy lifting any longer to get a company to come in and to remove all of that junk to freshen up your home. That's what God will do. He will purge you of your sins, of all of your wrongdoing when you confess to God. That's the number one thing you have to start with. If you want your home to be new, you got you to gotta confess. You got to admit that it was nobody but you who allowed for your home to get as junky as it is right now. You can't bl blame your mother or your father, your sister, or your brother. You can't blame your job. You can't blame your church. You can't blame anybody but you. So when you confess these things to God, then God comes in with his company to clean you and to wash you and to refresh you and to restore you and to make you new, make your home new. So number one, you have to confess. Number two, it says you have to not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world if you want a new home. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says it like this. I love it. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, going to work and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Sometimes our house looks like our friend's house. They talk you into doing some things that did not line up with God. Their lifestyle influenced you to believe that in order for me to be accepted, I have to be like them. God says, no, your home will look so much unique and classy because your new home has love in it. It has peace and joy. It has the essentials pertaining to life and godliness. It has power. It has texture and definition. It glows every time you see it. It's inviting. You will have more people asking you, what have you done with your, with your house? What have you done with your home? And I'm talking about the Lord dwelling in your, in your home where your heart is. You see, people of God, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. God's desire is to make you the best you. I want to say that one more time because somebody needs to hear this. God's ultimate desire is to make you the best you. 
So don't conform to this world. And that's why it's important to, number three, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out is what the scripture just said. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Yes, yes, you can change everything about yourself when you fix your attention on God. He will ask you to do some things that may seem crazy at the time when he speaks to you. But you have to trust him. We have to understand that helping others with their spiritual home care shows the Lord your growth and maturity when it comes to making a difference in somebody else's life. When you take the time to pray for others, when you give something to somebody to help them in the time of their need, it demonstrates God's power to mankind. When volunteers go into a neighborhood to remodel a person's home, great satisfaction is displayed simply because you fixed your attention on God. Now listen, just as water mirrors your face, so your face mirrors your heart. People of God, listen to me. It's time to start remodeling your new home that's directly into center of your heart. It's time to be honest. It's time right now to be honest. It's time to remove some things and replace some things. It's time for a new era to begin in your life. It's time for you to embrace the plans that God has for your home. Listen, people of God, I heard this when I was a kid that God is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Let God shape you into an image of himself. And when you allow him to renovate your new home, he will, I promise you, he will make everything perfect because that's who God is. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this moment right now. I am so inspired by you, oh God. I feel your presence right now. That right now you're reaching the airwaves. You're reaching the hearts of your people. Every woman, man, boy and girl, they're hearing from you right now, oh God. So I pray, oh God, that you would just minister to their needs that you see inside of us, the areas that needs to be fixed and cleansed and purged. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I ask, oh God, that you would go and renovate our hearts and our minds, that you would clean us from head to toe, from inside to outside, that God, that we will that we will embrace you, O oh God. That we will understand how significant it is to have a clean home, a clean heart, a renewed spirit, a renewed mind. 
a transformed mind. So God continued to work on us and shape us and mold us into the image of you. We can't do this on our own. We need your assistance. We need you to just shower down your blessings upon your people and that you will love on your people and that you will give us direction and guidance in the way that we should go and that we won't keep allowing those things to enter into our spirit that will bring harm and destruction and will make us lose value of who we really are. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, fix us right now. Give us a plan to live life the way that you designed for us to live. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. We ask all these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. We thank God for another episode with you all concerning my new home. 2021 is going to be an excellent year if we choose for it to be that. So the conditions are still may be the same, but our hearts will be fixed and our minds will be regulated and we'll be able to live life the way God intended for us to live life. Again, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. I hope and pray that you have received something today from this podcast, this episode. So if there's anything that we could do to help you in your Christian walk, don't hesitate to email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. And we'll be we'll we'll make efforts to make sure that you have everything necessary to live life on purpose. Once again, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Again, thank you guys for tuning in each and every week. If you like what you hear, you know what I'm going to say. Share the podcast. It's making a difference all around the world. We're just, every week, we're adding new lis- uh, listeners to our podcast. And it's because of you, because of your generosity to Full of Life Ministries. So again, let's do this. Let's continue to keep doing what we're doing and let's continue to do this in Jesus' mighty name. God bless.